0: Riggs and Allie, weekday mornings And always on demand with the Odyssey app Or at 1037kissfm.com This is on the TV To the movie screen And everywhere in between This is the Hollywood Dirt with Allie
1: Allie's still out, she'll be back next week I will just be taking care of the Hollywood Dirt It just so happens to be about Doja Cat You know my favorite It's an approved hall pass from my wife Doja Cat My wife has a crush on Doja Cat. It's true. It's true. It's true. But Doja Cat was um, kind of in the Hollywood dirt in the last week or so after she slid into uh, Noah Schnapp of Stranger Things, his DMs, about uh, the other co-star, Joseph Quinn, who was basically... saying that she was wondering if he was single. So, Noah Schnapp basically takes a screenshot of it, posts it, and says, oh my god, Doja Cat is sliding into my DMs asking about Joseph Quinn. Doja Cat's like, you can't do that! That's a snake thing to do! Blah, blah, blah. And they're angry, but apparently everything is fine because Noah posted an update on his TikTok saying that everything is good. He apologized to Doja Cat. He still follows her. He still loves her music. No hard feelings. And he posted a TikTok of him like doing some goofy game with a Doja Cat, I think it was Woman or one of the Doja Cat songs. I forget which one was playing in the background, so it appears that they're all right. Doja Doja Cat said that she lost around 200,000 Instagram followers after she complained that Noah was being a snake and a weasel. But he has gained like 2 million followers since this whole thing began. So Will Byers, aka, well, his real name is Noah Schnapp, his. His followers shot up by 2 million because of the whole thing. But He also said in a Variety interview the other day that uh, if you follow Stranger Things, you watch the show. He said that his character, Will, actually has feelings for Mike in the show. So, if you watch the show and you've been wondering that, that's the answer right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a question for people that have worked in healthcare, or nursing, or doctors at a hospital, or even EMT. That's, That's fine. Any of that. I'm interested in furthering my education to get something like a new life skill. I'm always looking to you know, take on new tasks to kind of keep my brain fueled. I think that's good for your mental health to keep learning, reading, doing things that are good and stim- like positive things with your brain, right? So, I want to learn CPR. I want to get CPR certified. I've always thought that's a good skill to have, just to have in the back of your mind. You never know what's going to happen if you're out on vacation or if you're out in public and somebody collapses. Being able to do like CPR or help in any situation just to know what to do. I think it'd be a really good life skill to know and I've always wanted to learn how to do it. And as I was doing my research for getting CPR certified, I've noticed there's like two separate things. There's CPR training and then there's something else called BLS certification which is basic life support. That feels like it's more trauma like working at an ER setting. Maybe if I was on an ambulance, do do I need to know the base, the BLS training. Can you just do CPR training on its own? Do you have to do both? I just, I have questions. What, you, what exactly do you learn in a CPR certification course? Do I even need to do it? Is it something that I don't even need to do? It's like, as a member of the general public, I don't need to take a CPR class. Maybe I don't need to. I don't know. But I thought, I think anybody can get CPR certified. I'm pretty sure anybody can. I just don't know really where to start. So I figured that I would ask if somebody listening in healthcare, maybe this morning, 414 799 1037. You can call that number or you can text that number, either one, because I think that's something I'd like to do. So it's kind of add a little feather in my cap of things that I can do. So CPR certified. Maybe you are, and you've gone through the certification. Can you tell me what that process was like? Does it cost anything? I don't want to get ripped off and pay for a class when someone goes, You could have done that for free at the fire station or something, you know? It's Kiss FM. I was wanting to get CPR certified just to kind of add some experience, some knowledge to my life, to my. My, the feather in my cap. I've done you know, some psychology training. I got certified in positive psychology. I went and I got my degree at Cardinal Stretch. I just want to keep my brain going as I'm coming up on 40. God, 40 this year. I'm going to be 40, Amanda. That's insane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I'm looking to get CPR certified. I don't know if you heard me saying this. I'm wondering, yeah. is it something that I should even pursue and do? Is, can I, Will I learn anything from that? Do I need to? And what's, in, what's involved with it?
3: So I would say you should. I think everybody should, to be honest. There is two different kinds of CPR. There's CPR for children and infants, and then there is CPR for adults. Right. I do think it's important to do both. Because not a lot of parents that have young children go through those classes. Okay, it can be really life-saving. And then, like doing like maybe a first aid class too. So will show you like emergency first aid kits and stuff, okay. and how to, to work machines. And
1: what's your background like, in this, Amanda? Have you done this before? Do you work in healthcare? Or what's that?
3: So. I actually used to work in healthcare. Okay. I was a CNA for eight years, okay. and then I moved to the automotive industry. So okay. I got certified for adults first, and then I ended up doing infants and children too.
1: Okay, does it cost yeah. anything, or is it a free class to take? Is it cheap? Is it?
3: Um. So, if you, like, go and take it at the YMCA, it's not too expensive. It could be, like, $50. Okay. Um, But, like, if you do it with a company, it's free, of course.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the insight. I appreciate listening this morning.
3: Yeah, no problem. Have this a great day.
1: Uh, Lana is in Kenosha. Good morning, Lana. Oh, is it Lorna? Lorna.
4: <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Um, Sorry. So, <laughs> I can't read my own
1: handwriting, okay. Lorna. Lorna it's and Kenosha. Okay. And you are you work in healthcare. You're driving to work, right?
4: Yes. Okay. I'm an ER nurse. I've worked at my hospital for 10 years. Okay. Um, I think it's important for everybody to get CPR trained. Okay. Um, and like the last listener said, there is adults and children CPR,
1: okay.
4: um, which are different. Um, so it's very important for the general public public to get those. When would now I ever
1: when would I ever need to use it?
4: Um, so there's lots of things. Like, um, for instance, you know, granted me and my husband are both in healthcare, but we were in the Dells one time and one of like the lifeguards actually passed out. Um oh, wow. so we actually were able to like use some of the knowledge that we had for that. Um granted we're both nurses, so we had a little bit more knowledge. Sure. But you can be out at a restaurant, because then you learn, like, well, they don't call it the Heimlich anymore. <laughs> There's, like, copyrights or something, but I'll always call it the Heimlich, because that's what I grew up calling it. You learn things really? like that, too, and, like, the sweets for children, okay. how to help with choking. You never know when that's going to happen at, like, a restaurant or something okay. like that.
1: Okay, yeah.
4: Um, so, it's a, but, it's a good
1: skill to have.
4: Yes, and, like, it's different than what, like, people in healthcare, so, like... Um, me being in the ER, I have BLS, which is basic life support. Okay. I have advanced life support, which is so I know all the medic- life-saving medications. Yeah. I have PALS, which is pediatric advanced life support. And then I'm also TNCC certified, which means I'm a trauma-certified nurse. Okay. And then I also am a stroke-certified nurse. So like oh my there's goodness. many different certifications as a nurse you can get. But basic life support and basic CPR... Um, there's a lot of like lifeguarding
1: okay. um, places so that if, have
4: it, and, like the Y and stuff. It's like fifty dollars, I think.
1: So if you had badges of all your certifications, it would be like all the way down your sleeve, probably.
5: <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. like.
1: <laughs> there's a lot you can do, but I'm thinking, I think I'll probably just do the basic CPR certification. I think that's probably yeah. where I would start. See how I do with it, and then move forward.
4: Yep, it's right, a cool. great skill for everyone to have.
1: All right, Lorna, thank you so much for calling this morning. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. One more call. Good morning, Kiss FM. Who's this?
4: I would love to
5: absolutely contribute to this conversation.
1: Please, because I want I want to get CPR certified. I have all these questions. Is there anything that you have not heard yet?
5: Uh, well, you triggered me when you said, "When will I ever need this?"
1: Yes, because I I, w- I, w- I gen- you. thank you. I genuinely want genuinely want to know a situation when I would need this and go, "Ah, thank God, I'm CPR certified. I saved someone's life or I helped them." What happened?
5: I'm. I went into cardiac arrest 16 years ago when I was 30. 30, four kids. 30 four kids. Okay. My daughter was 13. She got her start certification the day before. The
1: they, day before.
5: In the papers, they got an award all the way from the president. Really? My heart stopped. My daughter kept her sh- completely together. Uh uh-huh. huh. Um, Emotion wise, did cr- she cracked two ribs. Oh, she did a great job. My heart stopped. They had to paddle me back. They had to defibrillate me back twice. So I actually, my heart actually did stop. But if she did not have that CPR, I would not at the least have my scruples to be able to call you and
1: tell you about this story. Oh my gosh, that's insane. So that is a legit mm-hmm. real-life situation when someone a saved, real life situation. saved your life.
5: I'm actually on my way to work. I work. Uh-huh. I run a lab in a doctor's office, yeah. and I have had my CPR certification for twelve plus years, and wow. I've never had to use it. She had it for a day and, and she had used to it for mom
1: the next day, so it was fresh in her mind. That's awesome. It
5: was fresh in her mind. She went right to it, and wow, yeah, she saved my life. She's my true life hero.
1: I wonder if there was a second in her mind when she was like, are you messing with me right now? Are you testing me? (laughs) No,
5: she said her gut, when her brother came down and said, hey, something's wrong with mom, my six-year-old alerted her because he had slept with me that night and said, hey, something's wrong with mommy, whatever, and she just said she knew. She knew. That's that's an
1: amazing, incredible.
5: went Went to town on my chest.
1: That's an insane story. What is your name again?
5: Kristen.
1: Kristen, thank you so much for sharing that story with me. Now, me and I think everybody else. a huge
5: advocate of everybody learning it.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to do it, and I'm getting signed up in the next week. Thank you so much for your call. I'm glad you're here to share that story.
5: Thank you. You have a fabulous day. You
1: have a better day. Enjoy the weekend, girl. 103.7 KISS FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Allie. Allie not feeling well. COVID. Uh, She'll be back next week. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that happens. Uh, by the way, it's going to rain pretty heavy today. Watch out for that. Nothing, nothing insane yet. Just looks like some thunderstorms, mostly to the west of us. But they're coming. They're coming. So, turn on your headlights when that starts happening, because it gets hard to see. And then people don't turn them on, and that's like turn on your lights. We get texts and calls. People call there all the time. Tell people to turn on their lights. There you go. Here's your public service announcement. Speaking of public service, this is a pretty huge public service. The Suicide Prevention Lifeline, formerly, was a longer number, uh, 800-273-TALK. So, if you were in a moment of crisis, the number you would have to remember was one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 That's a lot. It's a lot. So. Mental health advocates from around the country and the the world well, not the world the country for the most part from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and a bunch of other mental health organizations all lobbied together and they were like it has to be a shorter number we need like a nine one one number for the brain right we have nine one one where we're at, when we're in a crisis you're in an accident somebody's non responsive tragedy happens not just disasters you need police fire ambulance nine one one is what you call but what do you do when you're in mental crisis you know who responds to these? 988 is the new number for this. 988 is if you're in any sort of mental health crisis, it's replacing the suicide prevention lifeline number. It'll still work, but now 988 much easier to remember. It's also a text line as well, so they're partnering up with the crisis text line, so people can text and call this number when they're in a moment of crisis. Because a lot of people, when they are in those moments, just need to talk to somebody, just to get it out of their system and flush it out. And you'll be connected to a trained professional. You're not going to get in trouble for calling it. If you feel like you need to use it, use it. Um, that's what it's there for. It's a resource. Obviously, if you are in a crisis, you're going to harm yourself or others. They can work with 911. I talked all about it with um, Dr. Christine Moutier. She's the chief medical officer for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I'm talking to her this Sunday morning. You can hear the interview, or on our Odyssey app as well. She'll talk all about it, who answers it, uh, who can call it, uh, how it went into play. But it's It's been a long time coming for a lot of People in the mental health community, and you know, Ali and I both very big mental health advocates ourselves. Ali's been through her struggles; I've been through my own struggles, and founded my own nonprofit organization called Hearthead that helps people pay for therapy. So, we're, we're pretty tied into mental health here on on the station and on the show. So, nine eight eight is the new number that goes live tomorrow nationwide. Nine eight eight is the new suicide prevention lifeline number. Pretty cool that we've come so far, and that's progress in the step of mental health which is great. I love it.
0: Hey, hi. This is on the TV to the movie screen and everywhere in between. This is the Hollywood Dirt with Ali.
1: See, when I get in, when I'm in charge of the dirt, when Ali's not here, I get to do the dirt about whatever I find interesting in the celebrity world. And what I found interesting today was Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey from Full House. Remember back in the day, He, at one point, back in, like, the 90s, dated Alanis Morissette. Remember that song, You Ought to Know? This song? This song was actually written about Uncle Joey from Full House. Like, it's an aggressive song. And a lot of the songs on Alanis' album back in, like, 1995, when it came out, if you were a fan of it, like... It was about a breakup, the whole album. So Dave Coulier is now speaking out about that whole situation, and I guess they buried the hatchet, because this is what he said about the whole situation. I'm
4: driving in Detroit, and I hear the hook for You Ought to Know come on the radio, and I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. And then
1: I start listening to the lyrics going, ooh, oh no,
4: I can't be this guy?
1: And I went to the record store, bought the CD, and I went and I parked on a street, and I listened to the whole record, and there was a lot of... Familiar stuff in
0: there And I thought I think I may have Really hurt this woman Years later We reconnected She couldn't have been sweeter And I said What do you want me to say When people ask me About this relationship And she said You can say whatever you want So she was really sweet about it
1: That I've always been fascinated By that story I was a fan of Alanis Morissette Back in the 90s And I was like When I found out That a lot of the songs Were about Uncle Joey From Full House I was like What? 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 They dated Alanis Morissette And Joey Gladstone Dated back in the day. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting story. By the way, Am I the Jerk is on the way next. It involves a guy that ghosted a single mother, and we're going to meet our FY peep this week from TikTok who has um, something in common with somebody on the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk about it next. Hold on. Okay,
0: who's the jerk? 103.7 Kiss FM. I still think you're a jerk. You get to be our moral compass. No, wait, you're a jerk. It's Riggs and Allie's Am I the Jerk? Look what you did, you little
1: jerk. Okay. Uh, Allie's out till next week. Am I the Jerk this morning is from Mike. Mike wants to know if he's a jerk for the reason that he's ghosting out on this single mom that he hooked up with. Here's what he says. Uh, Mike, he says, I had a one-night stand a few years ago with a, with a woman. We've seldom messaged each other since, but recently, she popped back up and has been texting me more. Now, I'm not interested in something serious, specifically because she has kids. And I know I don't want kids. If something casual was communicated, like a relationship, am I a jerk if the reason that I don't want to be with her is because she has kids? Where should I not even mention that? He wants to make it clear that he's not looking for anything serious, but based on the last time um, that they they talked, he's concerned that she may get attached. So he's wondering if he's a jerk for saying no. I don't want to be with you because you have kids. Is that it? Is that does that make him a jerk? As a person that doesn't have kids, I say no because you're you're establishing that boundary. And if you're going to start a relationship with anybody, which he clearly doesn't want to, but if you were going to that obviously has to be a topic of discussion. Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? How are you going to raise them? All that stuff has to be discussed. So, I don't think he's a jerk, but maybe he is. 414-799-1037, what do you think? Is Mike a jerk for telling the single mom that he doesn't want to be with her because she has kids? You can call or you can text 414 1037
0: Okay, who's the jerk? 103.7 KISS FM. I still think you're a jerk. You get to be our moral compass. No, wait, you're a jerk. It's Riggs and Allie's Am I the Jerk?
1: And Look the what you is- did, you little jerk. All right, so Mike sent us an email to amithejerk at 1037kissfm.com. Allie and I see those. You can email any sort of moral dilemma that you're in. Mike went on a, well, he had a one night stand with a single mom a couple of years ago. They talked a little bit a couple of years ago, but now she's coming back into the picture, and he's saying that he's trying to keep her at an arm's length because she has kids. He doesn't want anything serious. Is he a jerk for saying that? 414 799 1037. Hi, Mackenzie in Hartford. Good morning. Good morning. So, what do you think? Is this guy a jerk? Is he being a jerk?
5: Not at all. I think he's totally setting his boundaries, and I'd much rather, I'm a single mom, and I'd much rather have someone be
1: up front, then lead me on. Okay. Have you had people that didn't want to be with you just because like, you had kids and they didn't want kids? Uh,
5: no, I've never had that.
1: Okay, cool. Are you with someone now or are you just, you're just you still a single mom? Nope,
5: single
1: mom. Nice. Single and ready to mingle. Or yeah. not. <laughs> cool. So you say not a jerk because he's setting boundaries. Thanks for listening this yes. morning, Mackenzie.
5: Yep.
1: Have a great day. Uh, Brandon is in Milwaukee. What's up, dude? Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So do you think this guy's a jerk?
4: No, not at all. I mean okay. kids are a personal choice. And if he doesn't feel like he's ready to take on that responsibility, then he shouldn't have to.
1: Right. He said he did mention in his message he was worried about hurting her feelings, saying that he doesn't want kids. Like does that well, does that need to be a concern of his?
5: Don't mention it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you don't you don't have to be honest if you're never gonna see this person again. Just say, yep, I don't I'm exactly. not ready for something. Yep. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening, Brandon. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Ashley is in Tosa. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Do you think he's a jerk? Are you going to make it a clean sweep, not a jerk?
4: I'm also going to say not a jerk. Okay. I also have three kids, and I'm a single parent. And I would rather, again, somebody be open and upfront than just lie to me, I guess.
1: Right. Look, I can hear your kids in the background. They sound lovely. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) What's that? I said thanks. Yeah. Okay, so you also say not a jerk, even as a single mom. I'm glad that we got your perspective as well. Thank you. Thank you for calling up this morning. Text pretty much saying the same thing. No, he is not a jerk. Uh, yes, he is a jerk. Why would Why would you want to hook up there in the first place? What are you talking about? Uh, somebody else said, no, not a jerk. Setting boundaries. Good deal. So, there you go, Mike. Not a jerk. And you're good for communicating those boundaries to anybody, really. It's a good job. 103.7 KISS FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Ally. Allie is out. She's sick. She'll be back next week. But we did set up our FYP. We have to continue that tradition. So, we found her on TikTok. We did throw up something on Kiss Milwaukee on the page there. And this is what uh, Karpuzzi, that's her, her, her username on TikTok, this is what she had to say.
2: Hey, you should definitely let me on your show so I can talk about how I went to Greece to get rejected by my birth father. But seriously, I was adopted as a baby in America and I found out that I was Greek three years ago. My birth father was a visiting Greek sailor who got my mom pregnant. I just went to Greece to meet my family. Met my aunt, met my cousins, met my uncle, but my birth father flat out rejected me.
1: So, obviously, I was like, fascinating story right there. You're adopted, and you went back to Greece to try to meet your birth father, and he rejected you. Welcome to the show. Kirsta, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: Thank you for coming on the show on late notice, because I was frantically reaching out to people yesterday to be FYP. Ali and I, we got behind. We got behind on the scheduling, so I was like, who's next on our list? I hope that Kirsten can come. Perfect. So, you made it here. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you from originally?
2: I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. You
1: were born in Louisiana. All right.
2: But I was adopted out and was raised in upstate New York in a really small town that no one's ever heard of.
1: In upstate New York? Yeah. So, not the city New York. You were like out in yeah. the outskirts, kind like, of?
2: Like my K 12 high school was next to a cow farm. We could pet cows okay. during recess. That, so, that kind of thing. That
1: okay. And what do you what do you do now? For you're I'm kind of a music teacher. You and your husband are both into music.
2: Yes, yes. Um, I have been on medical leave um, for PTSD. Okay. But yeah, we're both music teachers. Um, he's also a freelance musician, and yeah, music brought us here, and music's why we're saying.
1: What do you play? What instruments? Uh,
2: clarinet's my primary, but my certification would be for like literally any instrument. That's how New York State prepares their music educators, because my degree isn't from New York, as is my husband's. So
1: you we have a, do you have a clarinet? Do you own one?
2: Oh yeah, my clarinet. Yeah, oh please. Of <laughs>
1: Of <laughs> course, Of course, of course.
2: I played every day. Still, yeah, right.
1: So, well, most days. So, when did you go back to Greece? Which, by the way, there's your Giannis connection right there. You know, the Greek freak, obviously. Giannis. <laughs> when did you find out that you were Greek?
2: Um, I found out I was Greek in January of 2019. I submitted a DNA test that I got for Christmas.
1: You got a DNA test for Christmas? Absolutely. Is that what you get adopted people for Christmas, is a DNA test? Um,
2: Honestly, yes, because they're expensive. So, if anyone's listening, good gift to give an adopted person. I bet. That's what they want. How much is it? They're usually 100 bucks, but they do have sales around Christmas time and Valentine's Day. Honestly, whenever there's a holiday, they'll use that as an excuse. to yeah. yeah.
1: So it's 2019, you get a DNA test, and you send it in, and what happens? What do you get back from that? What kind of information?
2: Um, well, I think it's worth noting that I got antsy and wanted to try finding my family before the results came back. Oh, and of course I, you did. And I found my sister on my mom's side, my American family, within three hours one night on Facebook. Okay. But then the DNA results came back like three weeks later, showing that I was like half Greek. And it was really easy to figure out that was from my father's side, not my mom's side, um, because my siblings are also all on ancestry. And because we all have different dads, it's really easy to figure out like, what matches are from my father's side and what matches are from my mom's side. Because if we share a match with my siblings, then I know that they're from my mom's side.
1: Okay. So, you find out that your dad is from Greece. Now, how did the connection happen? How did like has he get here with your mom and he's back in How did that happen?
2: So um, one profession that's really common in Greece is obviously sailing because it's surrounded by water. Of course, yeah. And New Orleans is, you know, a port city. And during the seventies, eighties, and it died out during the nineties. Uh, sorry, New Orleans had a very popular like Greek life, and there is a big Greek population in New Orleans still really? today. Really, yes. interesting. The first ever Greek church was in America, started in New Orleans. Okay. So you know it's a very attractive place for Greeks to visit and go to for work. So, your and, dad was a sailor. Yes, and he you know did whatever, and here I am, 31 years later.
1: <laughs> I like how you yeah. skirted over a lot of it, did whatever, and then here you are, 30 yeah. years later. So I want to I want to talk about your trip to Greece, like what it was like to meet your family, the the Giannis connection, and Absolutely. the place that you went that saw the Giannis stuff there. That it was it's amazing because I don't know anybody that's been to Greece other than our boss, who is literally leaving for Greece this morning. But it's great to have you here. Uh, Kirsta. Want to give your TikTok username really quick to everybody?
2: It's uh, Carpuzzi.
1: Spell that, please.
2: K-A-R-P-O-O-Z-Y. Yes.
1: And you have a fascinating story about your adoption and how you came here and you're half-Greek. It's insane. We'll talk more to you next. You're our FYP of the week. It's 103.7 KISS FM. Dude, our FYP for the week is Kirsta from TikTok, and she just leaned over and she goes, I don't shut up. I don't. And that's OK. That's why we, I brought you on to the radio, because Allie's not here. I need someone else that can talk with.
2: I know, and this you. is probably really, really <laughs> generic and uh, petty of me. Can I say hi to one friend, real quick, who's also adopted? Yes. Yes. I'm Stephanie. Stephanie's also adopted? Yes.
1: Because you have a crazy cool, interesting, fascinating adoption story. Yes. About how you found out that your dad was a sailor that came here from Greece. <sighs> yeah. And then went back to Greece. So you went to Greece and when did you go there to April. meet him? In April of Full. this year.
2: Attempt to meet him.
1: Okay. <laughs> but you knew there was other family there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I've I've been talking to them um since Kind of since I found out because they don't do DNA tests in Greece, right because you know Greek people know they're Greek, um,
1: <laughs> Greek people know they're Greek yeah, for the most part or
2: you know, argue about who's more Greek uh, if you're in America anyway, uh-huh. um, I had to like kind of like you know talk about the DNA yeah. and you know have more like distant family. That like was more familiar with it, kind of explain like, no, this girl is family some way. Yes, it was a third cousin match originally on a website called Family Tree DNA because I had no strong connections on Ancestry.
1: Okay, what what part of Greece are they from?
2: Um, the family that I visited is in Athens, but my family's roots are in the Peloponnesian area. Okay, so my birth father lives not in Athens; he lives um, outside of a city called Kalamata. Like, okay. Um Southern so Greece. you get so
1: you get there and you're meeting every everyone in the family except for him yep did he how did did you communicate with him directly or did I someone else n- communicate with him? I have
2: never talked to my my biological father
1: somebody else talked to him for you and said hey she's here, Kirst is here, do you want to meet her and he's the
2: um, so what they kind of did was, and he also was having some like health issues like during all of this. So that was like another reason that like my family thinks maybe he's been like reluctant, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it was February. I hate that I can like memorize this, but it was February of 2020. No, it's important
1: to you. It's yeah. like your family.
2: But it's also like a long timeline of like getting all the pieces of information, which is a struggle with being adopted. It's got to be. Um, in like February or March of 2020, right before COVID had like officially, you know, shut everything down, yeah. my father was staying with my aunt and uncle in Athens because he was having a surgery. Okay. And they, my aunt messaged me one time, went like really late, and she's like, hey, give me a picture of your mother. I was like, okay, yeah. and you know that automatically kind of gets me a little nervous. And long story short, they sat him down and said, "This girl is your daughter. Uh-huh. We've been talking to her for months. She uh-huh. looks just like you. She talks just like you. Yeah. Like we know all the DNA stuff." Here's a picture
1: of her mother. Yeah,
2: and he first was like trying to say, like, "Tell the girl I'm dead." What? Yeah, and I guess my fa- my father's brother, my uncle, famous that I did meet, was yeah. like, "You're a coward. Like this girl's our family." Yeah. Um and then he you know, finally admitted to having a relationship with my mom. He did not speak highly of her. Okay. And basically said she'd do anything for a buck.
1: Jeez. Is your mom still alive?
2: No, no? she passed away in twenty sixteen, so I never got to meet her.
1: Do you have like a father figure like someone that is kind of attached to you as that you see as a dad because I mean
2: my, my dad who raised me, my dad. Right. Um but That's you what know, I was wondering about. Like, yeah, I know, I I absolutely love my dad. Um yeah. I did not have a good relationship with my adoptive mother, but like my dad is my dad. But you know he is older. I'm an only child. I don't really talk to a lot of my adoptive family. Yeah, and you know, I I kind of told him I was like, I I know that they're not family to you, but there's going to be a day where I don't have you anymore. Yeah, and I want to know there's other family around, and you know. I went all the way to Greece, knowing I was probably going to get rejected from my father by how he was acting up until then. Would you had to take that chance? And if I hadn't taken that chance, I wouldn't have all this awesome family now, and I have two cousins who are like trying to come to visit. Come, they want to come visit America so That's bad. So
1: cool that you've had this whole family you've discovered, and this probably has brought you a lot of joy. It's filled a big part of your life.
2: Yeah, and I really want them to come in October because I'm like October is a great month because we got all the fall stuff. Bucks the, games. the Bucks will be back. Yes, Giannis, come see. Giannis. <laughs>
1: Giannis might be listening to us right now.
2: Giannis, Yasu, Dekani <laughs> Samata.
1: was that Greek. Yes. What is that? What did that mean?
2: How are you doing today?
1: Okay, good. <laughs> I don't speak a lick of Greek. You did get to see where Giannis played, though, in Greece. Yeah, we went to Sepolia with
2: my cousin. Um, they have a bunch of murals of him um, around the buildings and on the court. Really? It's and just they like still a whole use the court.
1: They still use the same court. Yes, that's awesome. We
2: were a little disappointed. We were kind of expecting to see more Bucks gear or more like Giannis gear because yeah. all. Of my family was like, we love Giannis. We love Giannis. Yeah. And it took us three days to see a Bucks decal on a car. Really? Yeah. Because we were like, ha, ha, found one.
1: I think they care more about Giannis than they do about the Bucks over there. They're just happy somebody from Greece is they so They care prominent. more about the
2: Greek league basketball, which is fair.
1: Yeah. I get that. Cool. So, our FYP of the week, the other voice you're hearing are Kirsta, or AKA Carpoozy on TikTok. You're our TikTok FYP of the week. Thank you so much for being here. You're here until nine o'clock. So, we'll hear more from you after nine. Awesome.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. It's 103.7 Kiss FM and we're commercial free.
0: Hi. 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 This is on the TV, to the movie screen, and everywhere in between. This is the Hollywood Dirt with Allie.
1: Uh Allie's out for the week. She'll be back next week. Not feeling well, so I brought in my FY peep from the week. We have to bring in an FY peep every Friday from TikTok. Kirsta, how are you?
2: Good. How are you? Good. Do you want to? Uh, Harry Styles. You a fan of Harry Styles? Uh. From what? One Direction. My friend Rachel, who's a second grade teacher at my school, is a huge Harry Styles fan. You
1: know, Harris, I am not. Harry Styles is the first artist to have a platinum album this year in 2022.
2: You hear that, Rachel?
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> platinum is a million albums, which seems like I think platinum would be more. But I would think that Harry Styles probably has sold more than a million albums. But does anybody buy albums anymore? Was the last time you bought an album?
2: I do if it's you know like a jazz artist or a classical music artist. Really? You know, well, yeah, because I want to support them because they don't get yeah. paid enough. No, you they know, don't. I you know I am a classically trained musician. Right. So but, you, you know, understand
1: the value of music and paying for music and. That type of stuff. But,
2: like, honestly, Harry Styles makes enough money. If I'm going to listen to him, which I don't, I'm just going to go to Spotify.
1: OK. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. But Harry Styles went platinum this year. Good for him. 103.7 KISS FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Allie. Uh, Allie's out. Not feeling well. She'll be back next week. But the FY peep must continue. As we do every single Friday, we bring in somebody from TikTok. And this week is Carpoozy. K-A-R-P-O-O-Z-Y is your TikTok name. Which... I asked you, I go. What is that from? Where? What where is? Where's that name from?
2: Karpuzi. Uh, uh-huh. Carpuzzi means watermelon in Greek.
1: <laughs> so literally, your username is watermelon in Greek. Yes. Where did you find? Where did you stumble upon this word? So, for, your, for your name,
2: Duolingo just gives you a bunch of random words, and you first start learning Greek. When
1: I was I was learning German on Duolingo, and I learned how to say the bear is reading a newspaper, and I'm like, when would I ever need to say the bear is reading a newspaper?
2: Uh, efimida. Like, which is what? The bear is reading a newspaper in Greek.
1: Oh, der Bär lesen ein Zeitung in German. <laughs> so I'm glad that they're yeah. teaching the same nonsense. Yeah. But I guess it it's probably... It's a word. Yeah, it is. It's fun. So, yeah. so you found that as your name. And you were, you were talking earlier about how you are adopted. how Your birth father came here from Greece. He was a sailor. Met your mom. Then he left. You went back to meet him. He didn't want to meet you. And you're now processing probably a lot of trauma from that situation. Are you?
2: Yes. Um, it's, With your like
1: your mental health, like how are you managing your mental health? It's, and you
2: know this is my second time meeting birth family because when I you know I have family in New Orleans, my birth mom's side. Yeah. So like you know I went and met them for the first time three okay. years ago, and I've gone down a few times since then. But when you meet family that you've never met before and have been separated from, yeah, and you come back, it's a second grieving process. That's because interesting. It is. Yeah. You're grieving for the relationships that you don't have, uh-huh. the memories that you have missed out on. Yeah. And, it, at, you know, being halfway across the world in another country really adds to the distance of that. Like, yeah. it, it, how do I know this isn't going to be the only time I see you? Like, my uncle, famous, you know, my father's brother, he's the closest blood relative yeah. on my father's side who was willing to know me. And I know that for a lot of people, they say blood doesn't mean anything. For, for an adopted person, for a displaced person, it can. Yeah, I bet. So to get a hug from him and just have him, like, you know, show me that he truly just like wants to know me, I cried so much one night. Yeah. And, you know, when I said goodbye, he's in his 60s. What do I know? Like, what if something happens to him before I can come back to Greece again?
1: Yeah. So now. Are you planning to go back and visit this family again and like go and would you rather like spend more time in Greece do you feel you feel a stronger connection to them or to your family like the people that you grew up with here
2: Um Two parts to that. Um, yeah. So, I actually didn't get to meet all of the family that did want to meet me in Greece because we only stayed for 10 days. So, I do have two other uncles, my uncle Vasilis and my uncle Georgios, who also live in like southern Greece. Yeah. Who want to meet me.
1: Which has got to be a cool feeling that yeah. there's other family that's like, oh no, I wanted to meet you. That's, that's cool. Um,
2: but Athens, you know, is about two and a half hours away from there. And, you know, we, can't, we went during spring break, you know, because music teachers. So, the plan is to go back next June. Um, international tickets are not too expensive so far ahead. We haven't bought them yet. But we know we don't have to worry about you know spending so much money on food or hotel because we can stay with my family now. Yeah. But the, the goal is to go back in June of 2023. However, I'm trying really hard to get some of my cousins to come visit like
1: Here? soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I bet. Uh, we're talking with Kirsta, a.k.a. Karpuzi, which is Greek for watermelon. And that's her TikTok username. Um, have you ever heard of a game called Red Flags? Have you heard of the they're a 10 but on TikTok? Are you familiar with the trend? um, Yes. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Would you like to play that game? I'll try. (laughs) Because I've got, I'm going to combine red flags with they're a 10 but. It's where you say somebody like they're a 10, but they talk in their sleep. And then okay. where do they go from the 10 down to where? OK. We'll play it next, all right? okay. It's 103.7 KISS FM. you got to put on your single hat, too, because I know you're married. So OK. We'll both pretend next. It's KISS FM. Right, good morning. It's 103.7 KISS FM. It's Riggs and Allie. Allie's back next week. So, it's just me, and I brought in our FY peep from TikTok of the week, uh, Kirsta, a.k.a. Carpoosie on TikTok. Which, by the way, what is your TikTok about? Like, how that's kind of like therapy for you. I feel like because you, we just talked about how you processed a lot of trauma from what you went through being adopted and kind of finding this new family and grieving the memories of not having it. And is this kind of a creative outlet for you? And what do you do on your TikTok?
2: Um, so,
1: that's a two-part question, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I started, you
2: know, Instagram came out with the Reels feature, and people were like, you need to go on TikTok, and I'm like, TikTok's for kids, I'm a millennial, I'm old. (laughs) And then, you know, I was kind of like, you know what, whatever. Um, so I first just started posting facts about like adoption, like within the adoption industry, because I don't think a lot of people understand that the adoption is a for-profit industry in America, um, yeah. or you know just struggles like mental health statistics with adopted people. Like adopted people are four times more likely to attempt suicide. Yeah, adopted people are twice as likely to be diagnosed with an emotional behavior and/or eating disorder. So
1: this has been your niche that you have found. You've found this community because that's what TikTok is about: is finding that little niche, that little group, your tribe, your people.
2: Yeah, and I didn't really realize that when I started like making videos. Uh-huh. Um, and at first I was just posting about, you know, Adoption things because, you know, I'm adopted. Like, I've, I've always felt like no one actually cared about me. That's like the abandonment trauma. Of right. It. Yeah. Yeah. But then people started asking me questions about like my own story. And I'm like, I literally made a post like, are you guys okay? Why do you care? Yeah. And they were like, I have nothing going on. Like, what? Like, your, your story is just so fascinating. It is. So, you know, I started sharing about how I found like my birth mom's side in New Orleans, how I found them on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Is that hard to get that information once you're adopted, is to find out who your actual birth father and mother are?
2: Most. Most most states, uh, adopted people are not legally entitled to their original birth certificate, including Wisconsin. Really? If I I was born in Louisiana. If I contacted Louisiana, and I believe that they're about to change this law for, for this state, but if I contacted Louisiana right now and said, I want a copy of my original birth certificate with my original last name and my birth mother's name, they would tell me no. What? Is your
1: birth? Do you have to make? Do you? How do you apply for things? Then do you get a new one? You get an amended one. Okay, an but amended it's, one.
2: it's the fact that the government owns information on you that you're not entitled to.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
2: And because I was a private adoption, because all of my, you know, documents were falsified on me, I literally got a new social security number, a new birth certificate. Jeez. Like what? What would stop my adoptive parents from just not telling me I was adopted? Yeah. And a lot of adoptive parents do do that. Yes. Mine did not. Mine. I wanted to mention that one thing my adoptive parents did very very well yeah. was they always told me they worked it into their language before I even could remember. I remember they had a book like specifically made for me talking yeah. about my adoption story. Yeah, and it really helped normalize adoption for me.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and then another aspect. I did have a friend growing up who was also adopted. Okay, but that's all. That's those are things that a lot of adopted children don't get and you know with my tiktok i'm hoping just to raise awareness of things adopted people can struggle with because the experience of being adoption is obviously not a monolith and you know, there's different types of adoption, and that can you know shape your experience with
1: it. Yeah, well, th- and think of the people that are going to find stumble upon your TikTok, the Carpuzi account, and go, "Who is this girl? Wait a minute, she's adopted. I'm adopted. What is her story? I have a story like this too."
2: And you know, I've I've had people say like just that, or yeah. I've had adopted parents say like, you know, this is really helping me understand the parents more. Too, yes. Yeah,
1: to to understand their kids. And then kids. I've,
2: I've literally had people say, "I'm going to therapy before I adopt now because of your page," and I'm like, "Yes, You're
1: going to therapy before you adopt." that that's yes. great
2: because you know we're... When people say I'm gonna love that adopted child just as my own, I understand that you mean that with the best intent, but it's it's not the same. You're yeah. not gonna have that biological connection. You're not gonna have that genetic mirroring.
1: No, you um, might have a very good connection, sure, but you're never gonna have that blood bond.
2: Um, I have been raised away from my brother for 31 years, and when I tell you we are just in sync when we're together, which isn't often because he lives down in New Orleans. Yeah. but yeah,
1: you are in sync because that's that's your blood right there. Well, that's uh, you're you're married, by the way, right? Yes. So can you do? You don't have to say his name, your husband's name, if oh, you want can. to. yeah Hi, Josh. Okay, there you go. How long have you guys been married? Five years. Kids? No kids? No kids. Ah, that's what I like about you. You and I get along because we're both uh, child-free by choice. Team child-free. <laughs> Team child-free by I choice. I got cats, though. Oh, yeah. We have a dog. That's fine. So, we're going to play this game. It's kind of a variance of red flags. It was a trend on, I think it's a TikTok and social media where you go, they're a 10, but, and then something that may be negative about them. So, you ready to play? I am. I'll go first for you. Okay. okay. So you meet someone, and they're a ten, but they still use a flip phone. Sorry, they still a ten, or where would you then rank them after a ten? So they were a ten, but now they use a flip phone.
2: Is that a is that uh, a deal breaker uh, Juan, for you? I I stopped talking to a guy when he pulled out a tablet. Really? Yeah. A tablet for what? A phone? No, like a regular. It was like when tablets first came out. He pulled out a tablet? Yeah, like in bed. I'm like, what are you doing? What? He's like, they're so cool. I'm like, I, I don't know why. I thought it was so dorky, and now like, so many people use them. OK. Yeah.
1: All right. I'll go. Give me one.
2: There are 10, but they only can speak in lines from Frasier.
1: <laughs> I've never watched an episode of Frasier. Cheers. Cheers. No, I would put it probably at You know what? I'll, probably at eight. Okay. Because that would be something that we could probably bond to, is watching those episodes, because they would keep saying those and quoting those all the time. So and then maybe you could watch
2: Frasier.
1: Yeah, maybe I would become a fan of Frasier. All right, how about this one? There are 10, but they only com- communicate to you with faxes. You have to have a fax machine to communicate with them. There are 10, but where do they go down to?
2: A three. a three. At You're least they can communicate a little bit. You want
1: them to be technology advanced, yeah. right? A little bit. But not pulling out a tablet in bed, as you had said before. All right. I'll take one. Give me another one. We're with Carpuzzi, by the way. Kirsta, who is my FYP for the week. Because Ali's not in today, so I wanted to bring you in. One more.
2: There are 10, but incapable of any emotion. One,
1: <laughs> maybe even a zero. I would want that. Uncapable of emotion, anger, happiness, sadness, nothing? Yeah, a one. Maybe even less than one. It's
2: like a blob.
1: Yeah, that's a blob. I couldn't do that. You <laughs> said emotionless human being, especially as a mental health person. I'd be like, what? No. Okay. All um, right, this one. Final one. They're a 10, but they're a sleep puncher.
2: <laughs> um, my husband's done that. What really? Yeah, in his sleep. <laughs> no, the poor so, guy. So ten, I love you, honey. Um, <laughs> no, he we, he was having a dream, and I think he just like I woke up really quickly from my dream, right. and like yeah, he kind of wasn't hard, but yeah, I still give him a lot of. Okay, so
1: since it was your husband that's done that, they would still be a ten. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> One hundred three point seven Kiss FM. Good morning. It's Riggs and Allie. Allie's out until next week, so it's just me, Riggs, and I've brought in our FY peep of the week from TikTok. Please welcome. Kirsta, aka Carpoozy on TikTok. Good morning. Hey. Pre- <laughs> you like get really talkative and then you get really quiet, and then I start and then I yank the chain on you and then you won't shut the hell up. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. Thanks. It worked good for radio. Um, do you have animals at home? I do. What do you have? Dogs? You have cats? I have
2: two cats.
1: Two cats. Okay. Have you ever had a dog before? I have. Have you ever thought about putting sunscreen on your dog, like sun protection for your dog or your cat?
2: Like on all of them or just like on the nose?
1: Like all over them, apparently. No. No? No. I was think on the nose, because that's like exposed skin. I never really thought about it. But again, my dog's not really sunbathing, just laying out in the sun outdoors. But the American Kennel Association said that, yeah, dogs can, in fact, they can sunburn on their snout and their nose, on their bellies, especially like shorter haired dogs, those breeds. And they make, you can't use human sunscreen on them because it's for humans. There's chemicals that aren't good for dogs. So they do recommend like an SPF 30 that they make. It's unscented for dogs that you can get from the American Kennel Club. I didn't know that sunscreen for dogs was even a thing. Did you?
2: I didn't realize that so many people just like did sunbathing for hours on end with their dogs. <laughs>
1: right. That's the bigger question. I think you're right. Who's sunbathing with their dog? Like when
2: you're walking, isn't the belly not exposed?
1: It's not, no. And when it's hot outside, I don't take my dog out for an extended period of time. It's usually when it's cooler out, the sun's up or down. So, I mean, I don't take my dog Sanson for a walk at noon when it's 90 degrees outside. It's just, no. It seems like common now, see, sense to if me. If it was
2: like a spray that helped cool them down, yeah, that would make that sense. might have some SPF factor yeah. to it. That I would understand.
1: Well, I never thought about they said Dogs with uh, short or white coats or hairless breeds all are very susceptible to skin damage and melanoma and anything like a human would be. Oh, so poor pup. Maybe something to keep in mind for your dog if Aww. you're out in the sun or going sunbathing with your dog, you weirdo. Uh, so, thank you for being on the show. It was really nice to meet you and hear your story. And people can learn all about you on your TikTok. You're an open book on your TikTok page. Yeah, which don't is great shut up. which is good though i mean it's good for people that have been adopted that you can now connect with on this platform of tiktok with how many followers do you have now
2: Almost one hundred fifty thousand.
1: See, that's a lot. That's a lot of people that are resonating with your it story. It is for
2: like an adoptee creator, but you know, adoptive parents have like millions. Right. Yeah.
1: But adoptive parents probably follow you just to see no, your perspective. No, a lot of them
2: actually block me. Do they really? <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them have. <laughs>
1: okay. What you were telling, saying earlier about things you can or can't say on TikTok? Yeah. Like there's words that they'll ban or like they yeah, they won't like, let you post. Yeah. Like what?
2: Um. So you know, one thing I mention often is how like adopted children do get rehomed often on Facebook. Facebook, which yeah. you know it does happen, yeah. but instead of saying adopted children or adopted baby, I have to put adopted baby emoji ah. because people will say that it's false information. will get taken down. You can't say the word like you know I talk about mental health with adoption. You can't say the word suicide. So I've you have seen to. That so you have to say unalived or self deleted.
1: Unalived.
2: Yes. And that's how that's what people will say instead of murder on TikTok too,
1: which is jacked. Because is this somebody that's a mental health advocate and suicide prevention is one of my things. Like, talking about it is one of the the ways to combat it.
2: Uh, I think one of the reasons is um. I think TikTok just has like a bunch of like bots doing all of their stuff. So they just see like one word and it's like ah 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 Red flag, red flag. I've seen
1: when people say like instead of saying S E X, it's S E G G S for SEGS. So Yeah,
2: or one time I had a video taken down because I called a hypothetical person a colonizer.
1: A colonizer
2: for um, adopting a child from um, a country in Africa and then rehoming them after a year. Oh,
1: then they banned you for that. Yeah, for I that? I, I, call,
2: I said it was colonizer behavior.
1: Okay. Yeah. But because you used that word and you called them that, they banned you. They took you. it down for bullying. Oh gosh.
2: Yeah. How long were you? How long were you taken down for?
1: Like a couple days, seven days. Oh
2: no! They just say, "Hey, this video is not allowed," and they just take it down. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: They just take down that video. Yeah. They don't so, suspend you your know, account.
2: When you know I bring attention to something, I might look at the camera and just give a face or say like, "Oh, that's interesting." Oh, right. Yeah. Or if, if someone says something rude to me, I'll be like, "Hey, friend."
1: You find creative ways around saying those yeah. words. Yeah. So okay, that's interesting. So one more time, your hand or your username on TikTok so people can follow you. Uh, Uh huh.
2: K a r p o o z y.
1: Which is uh, Greek for
2: watermelon. <laughs> it's also the same on Instagram. I do post other stuff there.
1: Nice. Well, thank you for being our FY This week, I'm, s- I'm sorry, Allie isn't here. You Usually, you get to meet Allie, too, but she's got the COVID, so she's That's okay. out. okay. Yeah, she'll get well. But thank Feel you for, better, Allie. Thank you for being on the show. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Riggs
0: and Allie, weekday mornings and always on demand with the Odyssey app or at 1037kissfm.com.